Welcome to the Uncovered Podcast, where we take a deeper look into the ideas, companies, and entrepreneurs that are creating the future and uncover the stories you haven't heard. Uncovered is presented by PJC, an early-stage venture capital firm committed to supporting the next generation of entrepreneurs. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the PJC Uncovered Podcast. Uh, I'm Rob May, and I'm here with my partners, Matt Hayes. How's it going, everyone? And David Martirano. Hey, everybody. And uh, this is the first episode of season two. So we're going to talk very briefly about what you'll hear in season two, some of the the lessons that we took from it, um, and things like that. Now, season two was all about corporate development. So we chose this because we feel like it's an underanalyzed area. And, you know, sticking with the theme of the podcast, we really wanted to uncover some of the, the tips and tricks of, uh, of corporate development teams. So, so we talked to a handful of, I think it was eight corporate development, uh, you know, executives, people who do investment, M&A. Uh, in some cases, they do divestitures. In some cases, uh, they also run businesses, business development and partnerships. So lots of interesting stuff there. We talked to a lawyer from Cooley about this, and we talked to uh, Kevin Spain from Emergence Capital as well. So this is one of the biggest areas of mystery, I think, particularly if you're a founder, how does corporate development work? So we hope that by listening to this, uh, you know, you'll learn a lot and your company will be better prepared to eventually go through the M&A process with the corporate development group. So I'll kick it off and ask, ask you guys, David and Matt, like what were the, what were the consistent lessons that jumped out at you? What were the things we heard time and time again? So Rob, this is Matt. I, I think, you know, I think a lesson that was interesting, uh, it might have not been kind of consistent across every episode, but when we had a chance to talk with Kevin Spain at Emergence, he's obviously seen a lot of different enduring businesses grow over time, such as Zoom uh, and several others. And, you know, I thought what was interesting was discussing strategic acquisitions with him. Uh, he obviously came up through corporate development. He held several corporate development roles before investing and, you know, he's got a great background, but I thought it was interesting just discussing how, how different difficult it actually is uh, to get bought for a significant premium by a strategic. You need to be um, you need to be in the path of where a strategic is going, and so they need to feel like the space that you're building in is is where the where the future is and where they want to go. And you have to be the best company in the space. And so, you know, for the stars to align from a strategic acquisition standpoint, where there's a you know a high premium uh, paid, you know, it's actually really really hard. It was it was great to hear that from from Kevin, given you know the work that he does at Emergence. And so I thought that was a really interesting point to make on the podcast because I think people are are blinded by you know the acquisitions that happen every day that they see on TechCrunch without kind of realizing how many uh, companies there really are out there. And so I think that that's a great way to, uh, you know, I thought it was a great lesson and just something really great that he pointed out. Yeah, I, I would add, this is David, Matt, adding to what you said. I think a lot of a lot of companies, whether you're bigger companies or small companies, just just aren't as prepared as they they should be for an M and A process. I mean, a lot of times when they're startups, they just they really they're running so fast they just haven't put all the the infrastructure, the right documents in place, so that when they they go, do go through a, a heavy lift with a a real strategic who digs in and really brings out the the whole team to sometimes you'll have five and ten people in meetings just digging in and really going deep. So some of these companies just aren't as prepared as they, they need to be um, sort of across the board from just internal structure to, to legal documents and things like that. So it's another area that I think a lot of startups sort of struggle with as they go through these processes and aren't really prepared. 
Yeah. And David, like, how do you think startups should address that? Because, you know, we as like early stage VCs and, and many of the peers in our industry, we're always on them of like, you know, product market fit, you know, find your customer, sell, sell, sell. And like, this is another thing that founders have to think of on top of this, which is like preparing for this eventual exit in a couple of years could be as much as, you know, 10 or 15 years away. Um, you know, is, is it something they should do from the beginning or all at once? Or should people take it in stages, do you think? Yeah, no, I think it's a great question. I think it's a couple areas. I think in the early stages where we typically invest, I think it's getting good corporate counsel to do house cleaning uh, or making it organized for you. Um, so if you get a really good solid counsel, that will get that sort of set up with your structure. And then as you grow, I, I think so So getting the foundation in place is really, really important. And, and then as you grow, I think it becomes you have these dials and, and you have to trade off to your point, the difference between spending money on salespeople and revenues versus spending money on you know your back office, your HR and your infrastructure. And I think it's a delicate balance. I, I think you've got to manage through that. And I think that's part of the, the issues that you sort of run into. And then as you get bigger and bigger, continue to potentially trade off with, you know, as you, as this company gets stronger, you know, you're going to have to go back and clean some of that stuff up so that you are better prepared. Yeah. That's good advice. I think one of the things that surprised me from a lot of the people we talked to was how often private equity came up. Um, so I'm really curious what you guys thought listening to some of the podcasts and, and being on some of the podcasts about that. Like are, are private equity companies getting more involved earlier stages? Or are they, are they buying more companies than they did at previous generations of, of tech? Yeah, I think they're getting really involved, Rob. I mean, I think I think there's more there's more dry powder than there's ever been in the in the private markets. And so, you know, as a byproduct of that, there's a lot more M&A activity. And as we you know, as I noted earlier, how challenging it really is to get, you know, a, a high premium from a strategic and to just get strategic involvement in general. It's, you know, in, in a lot of cases, a lot easier to to find a financial buyer. Uh, you may not get the premium that you're looking for, but when you're looking to exit, you know, and you're talking to 10 or 20 financial buyers, it's, there's a high probability you're going to get the exit, you're, you know, some sort of an exit following the process that you run. Yeah, I, I also think not only just the, the, the private equity guys, is, which has become a big phenomenon in the last you know, four to five years in terms of acquisition competing with strategics, I think now the new phenomenon is all these SPACs that are going public. I think there's a lot of stuff like that as well that's sort of coming into to changing the dynamics uh, around you know, how do you talk to corporate finance versus going public versus the PE guys, right? Because that's a big area as well. And in our portfolio, as you all know, we've sold a couple of companies to PE shops and become a, a very important part of the liquidity cycle within the venture capital industry. Yeah, no, that's definitely a big, big factor that's going to influence a lot of uh, a lot of theories about, you know, how companies should, you know, exit in the future. And like sticking with the theme of, of exits, one of the things that we talked to a lot of the corporate development executives about was this idea that, you know, how early should companies come talk to you as a corporate development head? And they almost across the board said the, the thing that founders don't like to hear, right, which was, hey, come talk to us early. Let's build a relationship. I think founders are always afraid of, you know, they're going to steal our idea. They're going to copy our business model or, or, or go do a thing uh, like that. You know, I mean, just for you guys in, in, in your own sort of you know, companies you've funded and, and ventures. Have you seen bad behavior on the point of corp dev people? Or, you know, is it is it pretty safe for companies to go talk to them and start to build that relationship? Well, I, I'm the old guy in the, the room here. I, I've seen bad behavior on corporate finance. I've seen good behavior on, on corporate finance. And so I, I think it depends. I think one of the things you should do is get started on, on a partnership and, and see how they behave in a partnership. And so I would say from my experience, you know, people that have behaved badly in, in a partnership, you know, they behave badly in corporate finance and people that behave really good in, in, in partnerships and it works out, 
typically they come back to you and say, hey, we'd like to buy you. And, and a lot of times it's when you're thinking about raising your next round of capital because they're thinking, hey, this is going to get more expensive. And we really like these guys and we really got to know them and we've partnered with them and we're driving revenues together. And it's just a great opportunity. So I think a lot of the people on the podcast that, that you both interviewed on the way said that that was really important in terms of culture and fit and that getting to know the, them uh, way ahead of time and, and building a relationship was, was important to, the, to their M&A corporate you know, development process. I think the relationship, I, I tend to agree. I think the relationship is important. There's definitely a point at which, and I think a few folks on the podcast said this, you cross the chasm and you have to divulge like significant information about the business. And I think that at that point, you need to handle things pretty delicately. But I think you can keep conversations going with corporate development folks in the same way that you keep venture capital investors, you know, up to speed on potentially raising another round, right? Always you know, tell them what's going on, give them high level information, but don't share things that are, that are confidential and, and could, um, you know, put the business in a, in a poor position. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, so to, to wrap up, you know, what do you think listening to all these different podcasts, what do you think are the sort of key takeaways for entrepreneurs that the corporate development people really, uh, the sort of, sort of lessons learned from the corporate development executives for entrepreneurs? I think it's building a great product. I mean, I think that everyone that we chatted with on the corporate development side, you know, they're always going in evaluating how can they, you know, if they're going to make a purchase, how can they purchase an asset that's going to add a significant amount of product value? And then in addition to that kind of just cultural fit, just ensuring that, you know, when they're doing that integration, it's going to work. And that's, you know, that a large reason why acquisitions don't work. And so, you know, I think those two things are, are really, really important. It's just early on, it's, it's focused incessantly on your product because your product is what's going to get you not only your customers, but interest from potential acquirers in the future, given the you know success of your product. But then in addition, just, you know, kind of like thinking through all those different things and um, evaluating culture and, and things like that, ensuring that, you know, if you are going to engage in a transaction, it's a good culture fit as well, because that's incredibly important. Yeah, I would just add, I, I agree. That's one that came up across all the conversations, which is, you know, really it's, it's a people business, right? They want to make sure that wh- whoever they're merging in or bringing in is, is going to be a good relationship because they don't want them to leave. And that's part of the acquisition, right? Not only a great product, as Matt pointed out, and, and great revenues, but also, you know, great people that are going to stick around and, and really enjoy it. And, you know, we followed up with one of our companies, Evergage, that was, so the Salesforce and, and they, they love being there and being involved with them. So it's been it's been great. I think that's really important for, for both sides. Definitely. Um, well, you know, this is, I think, a very, very interesting season. You know, I think if you're an entrepreneur and you're listening to uh, to season two, I think you're going to learn a lot. Uh, I think some things will surprise you. I think it'd be some some great takeaways. Uh, you know, we talked to, to big companies like IBM. We talked to other publicly traded companies like HubSpot. We also talked to some smaller companies, private companies like, uh, you know, Toast. Um, we even talked to a non-tech company, uh, Colgan Water, uh, and their head of uh, head of corporate development about you know when you're when you're in an older industry and 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 a little bit about how they're moving into new types of tech and stuff like that. So lots of interesting lessons learned, lots of different uh, different perspectives. So we hope you'll check out all of season two. Thank you for listening. And uh, you know if you have any questions or you want to reach us, you can reach us about the podcast at uh, you know uh, podcast at pjc.vc. Uh, or the rest of us, if you if you want to meet me or Matt or David, uh, talk to us about your idea. Um, you know, it's just our first names at pjc.vc. So we hope you like season two. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Uncovered Podcast. To learn more about PJC and the Uncovered Podcast, visit us at www.pjc.vc. 
or email us at podcast at pjc.vc.